But we want to spend some time with Tulsa County District Attorney Steve Kunzweiler and sort through what last week's Supreme Court decision clarifying McGirt, uh, the actual case. Let me see if, well, you know what, let's just bring him on because he can tell us. Uh, it's, it was Oklahoma versus Castro Huerta was the case that was actually decided by the Supreme Court. Good morning, District Attorney Kunzweiler. Morning, Dan. Thanks for having me on. We're, we definitely want to talk McGirt, but I, I want to introduce you to Jen Townley because uh, you've not been on the air with her yet. So uh, welcome and meet my new co-host, Jen. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jen. I have a daughter named Jennifer, so I think we'll get along great. Perfect. Perfect. There's only a couple of us out there, you know, not many Jennifers. <laughs> um, before we they're get... All great. They're all great people. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful people. <laughs> Before we get to McGirt, um, what are your thoughts about yesterday's mass shooting um, near Chicago at the parade, the 4th of July parade? Well, any, anytime, sure, any, anytime you get somebody that's just taking out whatever frustrations they have with the world on, on peace-loving Americans or any citizen, uh, it just infuriates me. But uh, it, my first thought when I was uh, going through the initial reports was, uh, you, you know, I think mental health plays a, a significant role in a lot of these things. And seeing what Dan was reading uh, and talking about on the radio when I was coming in about some of the things this guy's writing online, you can just see all that uh, uh, leading up to this. I, I felt like I was reliving the Bever Boys case where i mean it, it, the, the writing odd things and and i just really encourage folks if you see or hear somebody that you know and you're just afraid that oh well i'm interfering with them uh, if their writings or their statements are are not making any sense or they're saying things that concern you you need to alert alert law enforcement and and be more proactive about that because those People, if you don't respond to the statements they make, I think oftentimes they think, okay, well, I guess nobody's listening to me. I'm just going to act on them. I don't know if that's going to be a part of this case, but just my initial gut was I'm confident we're going to see some mental health things being raised. Yeah, beyond see something, say something, do you see, you know, are there are there parts of the mental health system that you think could be fixed in the near term that would help immensely? Well, sure. I, 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 when I first became a prosecutor, I felt like I was in the golden age of mental health treatment. And then it wasn't too shortly after that, that we started peeling back a lot of the services that the state was able to provide. It got to the point where officers were driving uh, two at a time and transporting some of these folks, uh, you know, from uh, maybe up to a hundred miles just to uh, get them the treatment they needed. Uh, one of the proposals I suggested to legislatures for for several years now is, you know, if you can, for gosh sakes, if you can uh, give a tax credit to people to build gargantuan uh, windmills out in western Oklahoma, uh, surely we could come up with a way to uh, have maybe a tax incentive for hospitals to rebuild their behavioral units so that we have more localized ability to uh, uh, get these uh, people who are in these uh, destabilized moments, get them in a, a, a point where they can be stabilized. But it's it's we're at a, a crisis moment where we really need to uh, start focusing on our mental ill. 8-11, we're speaking with Tulsa County District Attorney Steve Kuntzweiler. So, all right, Oklahoma v. Castro Huerta, the uh, Supreme Court deciding last week that uh, in the case of McGirt versus Oklahoma, it is okay for you to prosecute non-tribal members who victimize tribal members 
within their reservation, within their and within your prosecutorial district. That means what? Hundreds, thousands of cases potentially that uh, you could go back and now pursue. Sure. So uh, McGirt essentially said that the uh, Indian reservations on the eastern half of the state uh, had not been uh, disestablished. And, and in many respects, that was interpreted that uh, we no longer had jurisdiction to handle those cases. So that literally what happened after McGirt was if there was an Indian, either a suspect or a victim or both, state prosecutors were uh, uh, essentially uh, put in a position we could not prosecute those cases. The, the overwhelming majority of those cases uh, were then being routed to the federal court system, and then uh, many of the what I would call lesser type crimes, general felony type crimes, were being routed to the tribes. Uh, this decision essentially says no. Uh, the state of Oklahoma has uh, boundaries and, and has a right to enforce its laws. Uh, this particular issue was actually a Tulsa County case prosecuted by Kevin Gray of my office. In essence, what they what happened was we had a a, a young child who had just been horribly neglected. Uh, as it turns out, she was uh, an Indian child, but her perpetrator was a non-Indian. And, and, of course, what he was trying to do after McGirt was say, hey, listen, uh, you all prosecuted me wrong. You shouldn't have been in federal or state court. This decision reversed that and, in essence, uh, carved out from McGirt uh, the ability for prosecutors. Now, if you're an Indian victim and somebody who's not an Indian victimizes you, the state, uh, it's been reasserted that the state has concurrent jurisdiction. The feds can still prosecute, uh, but now the state can also prosecute those cases. So in many respects, we're just going to go back to where we were pre-McGirt on those types of cases. Okay. I, I'm looking for a number, I guess. I mean, how, how, sure. many, cases, I mean, I, how many cases are I, you going to have to reconsider? Well, I, I'm, I'm glad to do it because we, we've been doing it all along. I, for By way of comparison, what I'd say is this. Uh, prior to uh, the McGirt decision and really prior to the pandemic, we were somewhere in the uh, 6,500 to 7,500 felonies per year range in Tulsa County. After the pandemic, after McGirt, uh, we've been down, closer down to 5,000. So, you know, I'm still waiting to see what the shakeout is. It's kind of hard to see how much of the pandemic influenced our numbers versus how many uh, Indian cases influenced our numbers. In Tulsa County, I would estimate maybe about 7%. It could be as high as 10% of our cases uh, involve Indians. But the further you move east and south of mm-hmm. Tulsa County, remember, I mean, we're talking about the eastern half of the state. Right. If you went into a jurisdiction like Cherokee County, uh, that I think they estimate 70% of their caseload over there uh, were Indian cases. You go to Rogers County, there's going to be a higher percentage. Tulsa County, uh, not as high a percentage. But, you know, for me, I would be estimating maybe 7 to 10% of my caseload may uh, return to where it was uh, uh, as far as his Indian cases coming back in. So I'm sure we'll see a, an uptick, but we're equipped to handle that. Man, it sounds like a Pandora's box, and we're running out of time because I, I'm just imagining you've got to choose. Have you kept investigating? Or are you going to have to pick up the investigations You know, on those cases that you select to go after? Are you going to have to pick them up right from square one? Yeah, it's already happening. But, you know, our federal partners, uh, uh, Clint Johnson over at the U.S. Attorney's Office, Alan Litchfield over there, were in immediate contact with us. We've been communicating with all our law enforcement agencies, just basically told them, listen, 
if you have an Indian victim and a non-Indian uh, perpetrator, send those to the district attorney's office and they will be processed the way they always have been and the way we will continue to do it. At the end of the day, quite frankly, I'm not looking at the race of a victim. I'm just looking at a perpetrator and somebody who, who's been victimized. And I'm trying to take the bad guys off the street and hold them accountable and, and provide services to the victims as best we know how. We need to get you in here for a full hour and go further in depth on that. Will you do that in the next couple of weeks with us? Uh, you betcha. I'm at your service, sir. Oh, I appreciate it. That is Tulsa County District Attorney Steve Kuhnsweiler.